This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. 134 on a Monday afternoon. Rob Breckenridge with you. 974-TALK is our number here, 974-8255. You want to call, you want to text, same number for both. We've got a lot more to get to on the program today. But, of course, as you're all well aware, I suspect, Alberta's going through uh, an overhaul of its curriculum. And, and certainly a review makes sense. Let's, you know, periodically we should take a step back and say, is this curriculum working? Does it make sense? Are kids learning what they need to learn? And are kids doing as well as they should? You know, certainly we've heard a lot in recent years about declining math scores as an obvious example. So that's got to be part of it, too. But are we giving kids the tools they need? Is the curriculum focusing on the right aspects and is it being taught in the right way? And from that, how are kids performing? So there are a lot of different things that need to be looked at. So that's what's happening right now in Alberta, which is not necessarily a bad thing. The idea of taking a look at all of this and, and seeing what works and what doesn't. Part of the concern, though, I, I think from this review is that we're going to continue on this path of moving away from more traditional ways of, of learning and embracing some of these uh, newer approaches, some of these uh, fads in education, as critics say. Certainly discovery math would fall into that category. Now, none of that is to prejudge the results of this, this review, but uh, I think there's, there's some valid concern that maybe we're heading in that direction. And should we? So with all of that happening here in Alberta and other provinces, too, uh, comes a new report from the Frontier Center for Public Policy looking at some of these very important issues. The report is called Content Knowledge is the Key to Learning. Joining us on the line is the author of this report, Michael Zwagstrauss, a senior fellow of the Frontier Center for Public Policy. He's also an author, high school teacher, education researcher. Michael, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, glad to be with you, Rob. You know, as I say, I mean, this comes at an interesting time, doesn't it, with curriculum reviews here in Alberta and other provinces, too. Well, absolutely. It's, a, it's very timely, and Alberta is one of the provinces that's making uh, uh, changes the fastest uh, to the curriculum. And I think the, there is significant cause for concern with these changes. And uh, uh, certainly what I point out in the report is that the movement away from content knowledge is, uh, is problematic. Okay, and we'll talk about what that means. But in, in terms, though, of you know, taking a step back, reviewing how the curriculum's working, that, that's, that's probably something we need to do periodically. So what, what concerns you, though, about what you're seeing in, in Alberta in particular? Well, what concerns me about what, I, what I'm seeing is that the Alberta government, uh, and this really started under the previous government with the whole inspiring education uh, uh, fad, uh, as I call it. It's, uh, it's frankly, it seems to have gotten worse in some ways under the current government. But basically, it's been presented as, as this revolutionary shift that because, you know, in 21st century learning, because the world is changing so fast and there's so much more knowledge out there, that instead of teaching students, you know, specific knowledge and facts and having them memorize things, Rather, we need to teach them how to learn and, and teach them how to look things up and make that the primary focus. And so what happens, and what is happening with the curriculum, is that the content is being systematically removed and largely replaced with generic critical thinking skills, a generic approach to creativity, student-led learning. And these are things that, uh, that I'm concerned about because we're losing the content that we actually need to have if we want students to learn and be successful. Okay. But, I mean, doesn't critical thinking, I mean, that, that seems like an important skill to learn. It is important, but you can't learn it, and you can't think critically in the absence of specific content. You cannot think critically about a topic that you know nothing about. And it's not a, it's not a generic skill. 
you can't, uh, I mean, whatever the topic is, so for example, you know, the recent debate over whether schools should be named after Johnny McDonald or not, in order to have an intelligent thought of that issue, you have to know who Johnny McDonald was, you have to know something about the context he lived in, you have to know about his accomplishments, and you have to know about his flaws. Those are all specific facts you have to have in your brain before you can even begin offering an intelligent thought on that particular issue. Okay, so when you talk about content knowledge, that, that's what you're talking about. That's right. I'm talking about specific knowledge, specific facts, and, and, and it's nothing elaborate. It's just simply saying that there are things that everyone needs to know. There are certain pieces of knowledge that all students need to have in common that you need to master. So in an area like math, it would be like your times tables and your basic algorithms for adding and subtracting and multiplying and so on. In history, it would be events, dates, people, places, that sort of thing. Uh, and, and, and so really that's what I mean when I talk about content knowledge. So where has this shift away from that come from? What's driving this trend? It's really just the latest manifestation of a long-standing debate in education. And really, going to go all the way back, it goes back to Jean-Jacques Rousseau, an educational theorist back in the 1700s. Uh, more recently, these ideas are, are basically copied from William Hurd Kilpatrick, who was an education writer and, uh, and, uh, and professor in the early 20th century, where if you look at some of his writings, he, he talked about the project method and focusing on the process rather than the particular knowledge, because, not, because things were changing so fast back in 1918 when he was writing about some of this. And I point some of this out in the report that really there is nothing new about the 21st century learning movement and all and, and these fads. It's simply the renamed and repackaged progressive education approach that has been shown time and time again to not work terribly well. Okay, well, and on that point, then, I mean, how do we know what works and what doesn't? Well, we look at research, and that's what I do in the report, as I, I look at for example, this, this issue of content knowledge, and is it important? And I look at the topic of reading comprehension, you know, because we all agree that reading, that reading is a basic skill. Everyone should be able to read. But what I do is I cite specific peer-reviewed academic research papers that show that your background knowledge about the topic you're reading about is critical to your ability to understand whatever article it is you happen to be reading. And so it debunks the notion that, you know, we just need to teach a generic reading skill, and then as long as you have that skill, you can then understand whatever it is you happen to be reading. That is not true. If you don't know a significant amount of the topic of what you're reading, you're not going to be able to read the article. You're going to give up if there's, if there's too many things you need to look up. And so there are questions that we can answer by looking at what has the research shown over the years. And I'm talking in the studies I cite are largely done with you know, where you have control groups and measurements and such. And these are mainstream peer-reviewed academic studies that I cite in the report to back up my points. Yeah, and, and there's an interesting point you make too because I know there's a concern that you know kids will get disengaged, that we got to find ways of making them interested, keeping their interest when it comes to, to some of these topics. Uh, and you can see that, that progressive educators have a valid point when you talk about yeah. boring instruction. Uh, and, and that speaks to the need for, for having good teachers. So how do we manage that side of it to, to ensure that, that kids stay engaged? Well, we do our best to present content in a way that's engaging. I mean, I teach, I currently teach high school. I used to teach uh, at the grade five level, so I've experienced at both ends of it. And yes, I'm a fairly traditional teacher. I do teach a lot of content, but I do try to do it in a way that's interesting. I do, I present 
current e- events to the students and get them to give their opinion and, and try to hook areas that they're interested in and use that to build uh, you know, something that we're looking at in class. And so to the greatest degree possible, I do that. And that's frankly any good teacher. That is just simply good teaching. But you need to do that in the context of making sure that you are covering the specific content. Learning is hard. Not every topic is equally interesting or equally engaging to everyone. Sometimes you just have to learn this stuff. Multiplication timetables to most people aren't that exciting. But the best way to learn them is you just repeat them again and again and again until you memorize them and have them in your brain. And then they benefit you for the rest of your time in school when you're doing math. And so sometimes you've just got to buckle down and do the work. Well, it's interesting, though, because, you know, amid all of this, this controversy in Alberta, we've actually started to move a bit away from this discovery math. I think the pendulum's almost swinging the other way, and even the, the current government of the day recognizes that maybe we do need to go back to the basics. So, you know, at the same time as some of these other trends are, are emerging, we see a bit of a backlash against discovery math. We do, and but the full credit to that goes to the very outspoken uh, parent advocates such as Nung Tran Davies and, yeah. and, and the very concerted uh, effort of Wise Math, which are a group of math education, math, sorry, math professors that have been uh, pointing these things out. Uh, and so the government fortunately has made some positive moves. But it was certainly through no lack of effort and lobbying that was needed in order for that to happen. That was not, those were not changes, you know, back to the traditional method that were, you know, endorsed by the, the higher-ups in the education community in Alberta. I mean, this was something that was literally forced upon them through pushback from the general public. Which, you know, I mean, that's probably, there's probably a lesson there that, that uh, maybe that's, that's what it's going to take, right? That is often what it takes because, and, and I know that, you know, the people who are listening, the vast majority of people listening are hearing what I'm saying and are going, well, of course I agree. This makes sense. Isn't that what we do in schools? And I'm here to say that in, in terms of the higher ups in the education system in Alberta right now in particular, I, what I'm saying is exactly contrary to the direction that the Alberta Education Department is moving things in education, that overall they're shifting away from this. And so, uh, one example, I'll just quickly cite here, uh, you know, take the, let's say, Peace River School Division, northern Alberta. You go to their website, they have a section about critical thinking. And on it, it says, a focus on competencies is less about knowing something and more about knowing how and where to access the needed information. And then it says, this shifts education away from a process of disseminating information to a process of inquiry and discovery into the application of knowledge. That type of statement is exactly contrary to what I'm saying here, because it's saying that instead of emphasizing basic skills and specific knowledge everyone needs to have, we're going to teach them how to access the knowledge. And one of the things I clearly show in my report, again for research studies, is that when looking up information, if you have novices and experts, the people who benefit the most from looking up the information are experts because they know what to look for and they know how to weed out faulty information. And so it's not enough to just spend time showing students how to look things up in Google. They actually need to have facts in their brains about a variety of subjects. Yeah. Well, Mike, we'll let people know they can find the report for themselves. It's up at fcpp.org. Really appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for this. Oh, glad to be with you, Rob. Thanks. All right, take care. Michael Zwagstra, Senior Fellow with the Frontier Center for Public Policy, uh, the author of this report, Content Knowledge is the Key to Learning. Again, fcpp.org. That's the website for the Frontier Center for Public Policy. 403-974-TALK is our number here today, 974-8255. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.